to blast off. Oh, they don't blast off until they say one. Yeah, well, the lack of the one anticipated, or I don't even know what I'm saying. That's so not what NASA does. I don't care about NASA. You should. You uh, got a letter from them yesterday. Also, I did. <laughs> welcome to the Bright Side Podcast. <laughs> welcome, guys. Uh, you're welcome for that. Hey, this is you're listening to the Bright Side Podcast. My name is Ben. Uh, I'm Stu. That is Stuart. Sipping on his coffee. My coffee. Anyway, Stuart is actually a wanted man by the National Aerospace Association. Is that what NASA stands it's, for? No. Not what does at it all. stand for? The what did you just say? The National Aerospace yeah. Association? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it so is. So if that's what NASA stood for, then that would make NASA nah. No, you N-A-A. can there's plenty of scenarios where people have used like part of the word as another <laughs> Letter of the acronym. <laughs> I mean, it's not like a really dumb guess. It just sounds funny. Like the NFL. And, you know, the National Football League. Yeah. They use the L at the end of football. League? <laughs> <laughs> uh, National stupid. Aeronautics and Space Administration, I believe. Oh, yeah. Or maybe it's Association. Nah, it's Administration. That sounds right. I know it's Aeronautics. It's definitely not an Association. It's def you know like, it's an administration. NASA, <laughs> who needs them? I did. I did get a letter from them though. I'm gonna be an astronaut. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Where are you gonna go? Uh, Mars. Oh, all the way to Mars. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's nice knowing you. It's not that cool or that nerdy. I think I told you already. I got a. I, f- I illegally flew my drone. Uh, unauthorized, right? I flew it in a controlled airspace without getting prior authorization. So, I would think that you'd have to talk to the FAA about that. Not yeah, I know. That's NASA. what I would think. But it's NASA's like accident reporting system, huh? It, yeah, it's weird. Really is, weird. Is the FAA a subset of NASA? Um, the Federal Aviation Ministry? No, I don't think so or is it its own th- it's its I think own. it's its own thing that's I don't weird. know why they handle that though yeah. you would think it would be the FAA they just need stuff to do I think that's <laughs> the thing yeah we've already been to the moon and since then they're like shoot uh, we'll handle drones <laughs> FAA is like guys we like we got this we write the we write the standards and they're like no 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 no, no. we'll do it we'll do it we'll do it for real that happened back in December December 15th and they're just now sending they're just the now sending me the letter well that's government for you <laughs> exactly <laughs> So, uh, how's your week been? Yeah, my week's been uh, good. It's going by quick, and I think I say that every time you ask me that. Um, I don't know. But I think I this week remember. is especially unique in that it just feels like, like I can't believe it's already, what is it, Wednesday? It's Wednesday. So Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. Yeah, week's going good. Uh, nothing new or crazy or exciting to report back on. What about you? How's your week been? Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, My mother-in-law's in town to help get pregnancy prep or uh, birth prep stuff already so that's been good what are you smirking at <laughs> it, just, it just sounded weird yeah it did. sorry sorry beverly um also my other my my biological mom my mom not in law yep. but in blood has been listening to the whole backlog and i'll just get random texts from her of stuff that i've said about her Ooh. And she's like, that's not true. <laughs> I don't know why she said she doesn't sound like that. Sorry. Again. 
<laughs> She's, you're going to get a text. Well, well, yeah, I will. Well, let me give you an example. I told her that I would apologize because I think I said something that was legit, not entirely true. One thing that I said was that she told me cantaloupe and honeydew were the same thing. Oh, yeah. Yep. And I stand by it. We've talked on the phone about it. <laughs> she said that if that's true, she should have gotten institutionalized. But I was like, maybe you were just annoyed at me and wanted me to shut up about the cantaloupe. Yeah. And just said, they're the same. Right. Right. You know? Um, And she's not really like that, but mm-hmm. hey, we all have our moments. Yesterday, though, she said, oh my gosh, you just said my mom gave me a violin and said it was a guitar. And I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I don't remember saying that. She said it was when we interviewed Brian Sov. Oh, yeah. And uh, I said, was I joking? And she said, no, you just moved on. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. And then I said, okay, I'll address it when we record tomorrow. You'll hear my correction in an episode soon. And then she said, this is hilarious. She said, Ben, it's okay. I'm sure your buddies know you're kidding around. Which means that the only people that listen to this are, are our buddies. Are our buddies. <laughs> <laughs> The only people that listen to this know us personally, I which to, is probably true. I need to text your mom and ask for an apology for that. Yeah, well, I'll apologize now. I don't think that ever happened, and I don't remember saying that. Maybe you said it, and she thought it was me. Oh. Because she gets our voices maybe, mixed up sometimes. No, no, I think you did say it. What? Because we were talking about your flanges. I had to have been joking. You were joking. Yeah. Okay, that because yeah. that never happened. Yeah. All right, Mom, I was joking. I'm sorry that it came off so serious, <laughs> but, I, but I was joking. <laughs> I love you. Thanks for listening to my pod. <laughs> Last night, your mother-in-law, Beverly, yes, uh, was telling me that she's listened to all of our episodes. Wow. And has shared them with her friends. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think she said that she uh, sent them to her siblings, so that's fun. Yeah, that's right. Okay, her siblings. Yeah. 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 My aunt and uncle's in law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's way cool. It's great to have her in town. She's she's a huge help. She's super, super sweet. Yep. Um anyway. Anyway. Ought we ought we get into get it? Get into the news. The news? Alright, so I have the ridiculous news. The ridiculous news. Let's let's hear it. Let I've me been. let me tell you. I've been waiting in anticipation. Yeah. I hope that I didn't hype it up too much. But it's pretty good. All right, some backstory. Um, We all know, we all are aware of the existence of Planned Parenthood. Yes. And you, I believe, are aware of who the founder was. Mm -hmm. Margaret Sanger Mm -hmm. is her name. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you know of her personal, any of her personal views on things? I know that she personally thinks it's okay to murder babies. Okay, other than that? Uh, No, not really. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, cool. Well, here it is. The headline, uh, this is from notthebee.com. The headline is, after years of fact checkers claiming the contrary, Planned Parenthood finally admits its founder was a racist. Oh. Have you heard about Sanger's white supremacy at all? No, huh? Okay, dude, this is actually really crazy. So I knew that she was that she was like this um but they they admitted it and once we get into the, mm-hmm. their admission we'll see how hilarious it is but um 
basically the whole reason she started Planned Parenthood was for eugenics purposes um, to call the society of unfavorable people, yep. AKA black people or Latino people. Right. Okay. She really didn't like them. Um, and so she was a huge proponent of using abortion as a way to like clean up the species. Okay. Which is, I mean, that's, it's, you know, abortion's evil on its own, but that's yeah. just a whole nother yep. layer to the onion right. of wickedness. Right. Um, and to go that far with it is crazy. So anyway, all right. They finally admitted it because people have known about it this whole time. I mean, even Planned Parenthood advocates mm -hmm. are like, yeah, that's pretty messed up. But they finally released a statement. And uh, it's an excerpt from an article in the New York Times that this, this person wrote. I don't know who it was. And it says this. Spanger. Uh, Spanger. Sanger. <laughs> Sanger spoke to the Women's Auxiliary of the KKK at a rally in New Jersey to generate support for birth control. And even though she eventually distanced herself from the eugenics movement because of uh, its hard turn to explicit racism, she endorsed the Supreme Court's 1927 decision in Buck v. Bell, which allowed states to sterilize people deemed unfit without their consent and sometimes without their knowledge. It's a ruling that led to the sterilization of tens of thousands of people in the 20th century. Okay, so obviously that's not good. Right. Yikes. But notice they're already giving her a bit of a bit of an out. She eventually distanced herself from right. the, you know. So, okay. Uh they would never say that about anyone else that they disagree with. Um and then we get into this. This is just hilarious to me. Direct quote from the article. We don't know what was in Sanger's heart and we don't need wait. And we don't need to... Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let me restart. <laughs> Reading. We don't know what was in Sanger's heart, and we don't need to in order to condemn her harmful choices. True. What we have is a history of focusing on white womanhood relentlessly. Whether our founder was a racist or not is not a simple yes or no question. Our reckoning is understanding her full legacy and its impact. Our reckoning is the work that comes next. Oh, boy. Could you ever imagine them saying something like that about... Hitler? Columbus? Uh, Yeah, not even Hitler. Let's, like, go with someone who actually did some stuff that was good. Like Christopher Columbus or something. Right. I mean, that guy wasn't way cool, but, like, yeah. a lot of the stuff he did, we have a lot to thank him for, basically. But you'd never hear them approach that with any nuance uh, because he was a he was a colonizer kind of I think ironically Pan, uh, Planned Parenthood refuses to admit this is just the article uh, the not the bee speaking refuses to admit that killing millions of black babies at a rate much higher than any other demographic is continuing to make their racist founder proud but this isn't the real story if you have an ounce of understanding or common sense you already knew the truth of this admission <laughs> The real story is how the media and the fact checkers, and it, fact checkers is like every other word is capitalized, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or every other letter is capitalized, ran, for, ran cover for PP for years, slamming anyone who disliked said abortion outfit and dared to call Sanger a racist. So basically they spent decades defending Sanger, even though they knew that she mm -hmm. was a racist. And, mm -hmm. and a lot of times people were just trying to call her out on that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
I mean, not trying to put aside the evil of abortion, they were like, okay, but let's also address yeah. <laughs> this because it's problematic. I mean, look at the motivation that started this whole movement. Over and over again, these entities launder the truth, running interference for their political allies. Um, it's just one of a thousand examples of how the left uses fact checks to control their lowercase version of the truth. And it's a really good point. The point that I really want to harp on is uh, just the idea of abortion in general. So the problem with the non-Christian worldview Mm -hmm. is that without it, without an objective standard of truth to which everyone is held, and that has to be found in Scripture, um, you don't have the ability to correctly discern. Mm -hmm. Now, there's common grace, and so I think I know a lot of non-Christians some of them I know really well who are have excellent discernment. Mm -hmm. They're really good at calling things out in the culture and saying, that's ridiculous. That's okay. And Mm -hmm. yada, yada. And a lot of the times I agree with them, Mm -hmm. Um, but they're not Christians. The reason for that is not because there's no God. The reason for that is that God is actually very kind and he lets us not be complete idiots (laughs) if we don't love him. Yeah. Um, The rain falls on the, yep on both fields, the wicked man and the righteous man. So anyway, the the ability to withhold throwing out the baby with the bathwater belongs exclusively to the Christian. Yeah. The ability to do that and maintain principles throughout doing that belongs to the Christian. That's why we can actually draw a distinction between someone like Sanger and someone like Christopher Columbus and say both of them did things that were very bad. But Sanger only did things that were very bad mm-hmm. as far as the public eye goes. Mm-hmm. Christopher Columbus did some things actually that we're, we really benefit from today. Um, and we can take those things and say, okay, great. I'm grateful that we have these things. Let's not repeat the evils that he committed. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's also recognize that we are indebted to him for some of these ideas and some of these institutions. Sanger, however... We get to say, because we have an objective standard of truth and morality, actually, we owe her nothing, no recognition. In fact, the only thing we should recognize her for is how evil she was, how much she hated her fellow man. And we can reject her uh, wholeheartedly and say that she's not worth any of our thoughts or time or whatever. And we can do that consistently across the board because we know what's good and what's bad, what we should be grateful for, what we should leave behind. And um, anyway, Mm. you can also look at that with something like Martin Luther, the great reformer, who was very cool. (laughs) Uh, At the end of his life, you know, he he wrote some things that um, he's been accused of anti-Semitism and yada, yada, yada. Now, I personally think that he was speaking to theological issues Mm -hmm. and was using strong language. Mm -hmm. Like in Galatians, Paul says that the Jews who tell the Gentiles that they should... Uh, be circumcised he actually says i wish they would emasculate themselves right yep. because what they're saying is so wicked yeah luther was imploring a, a similar method mm-hmm. it was it was strange though because luther wasn't jewish you know paul has a little bit <laughs> um a more leeway to say right. that because he's actually jewish anyway I, I believe that he was talking about theological issues, not personal hatred towards someone who's a Jew, regardless of what you think about that. 
the problem that you run into with the left's worldview is that because he did something wrong, you now have to reject everything that he did. Yeah. Unless, unless you agree with him on one big thing. Yeah. So let's say Martin Luther loved feminism sure. or, or abortion, mm-hmm. uh, which he didn't. Mm-hmm. If he did, though, then that anti-Semitism, oh, man, you've got to be nuanced with it. We don't know. He at least distanced himself. He distanced himself earlier on in his life (laughs) (laughs) and then evolved to it. I don't care if Sanger distanced herself uh, from racist ideas. If so, good. She should. The problem is she still killed babies. Right. And she loved killing babies. And she loved the idea of everyone being able to kill babies with no repercussions at all. Right. That's a problem. And the reason that Christians feel so strongly about this is, A, because babies are human beings. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're image bearers of God. There you go. We have no right to kill them. Um, also, we know that there is a huge effect. There's a huge repercussion on the mother, mm-hmm. not just on the baby. That that mother, there's something called guilt, um, and that mother is going to carry a lot of it for the rest of her life. Whether or not she wants to, whether or not she believes that what she's doing is wrong, you can't deny the truth that God has put yep. into the universe. And uh, and, and so, not only not only the guilt, but she's she's that mother's still going to be a mother. Yeah, she's just still a mother. mother of a dead child. Exactly, that she murdered. So. She's just a mother of of a murdered kid. Yep. and she was the one that did it. Yep. I mean that, and, and we we don't want mothers to do that mm-hmm. and experience that pain mm-hmm. and guilt. Of course, more urgently, we don't want the baby to die, and we want the mother to to know Christ. But I also just want to want to point something out, just on the topic of abortion in general. Uh, you see in Scripture clearly laid out that that children are at its foundation a blessing. Mm-hmm. The idea of being fruitful and multiplying is a huge blessing. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, it can go wrong. You can you can raise bad kids. Yep. But the ability of humans to multiply is a gift from God. And it's so much of a gift that oftentimes in Scripture and throughout history, you see that when that, uh, when that gift is actually misconstrued into being a burden or a curse, or when that gift is taken advantage of for evil purposes, it's big time God's judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also, and I think this is a benefit for us today, it's an indicator that there's, there's about to be massive change. Mm-hmm. Um, for better or for worse. And we shouldn't look forward to the day of God's judgment because it's scary. Um, but it does mean that he will be victorious mm-hmm. and his church will be preserved, which is a good thing. So we see this uh, a couple places in Scripture. The obvious one is in Exodus before the Jews leave Egypt. It says, Then the king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, one of whom was named Shifra and the other Pua. When you serve as midwife to the Hebrew women and see them on the birth stool, if it is a son, you shall kill him. But if it's a daughter, she shall live. But the midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but let the male children live. Good grief, I can't read. Children. children. So the king of Egypt called the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this? And let the male children live. The midwives said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not like Egyptian women. For they are vigorous and give birth before the midwives come to them, which is <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so God dealt well with the midwives, and the people mo- multiplied and grew very strong. And because the midwives feared God, he gave them families. 
Then Pharaoh commanded all his people, every son that is born to the Hebrews, you shall cast into the Nile, Mm -hmm. but you shall let every daughter live. We see this again, uh, where Israel has actually become like Jesus in Matthew 2. It says, Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious and sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all that region who were two years old or younger, according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping in loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be comforted because they are no more. Okay, there's, there's just a couple things I want to point out and draw a couple conclusions. First of all, a culture that kills children is a really wicked culture. It's never spoken of kindly, and it never will be spoken of kindly, whether in the history books or, of course, in Scripture. God hates people that make haste to shed innocent blood. We know that. Uh, and so, therefore, God hates cultures that kill babies. It's really that simple. And we should hate what God hates and seek to reform that culture, not through revolution, but through reform. The other thing that I want to point out is that in both of these cases, notice that the focus is on the men. It's the, it's the males that are born right. that are the real concern yep. for the society. The truth is society will be ruled by men. That is inherent in the creation of the universe. God's built that in. The question we have to answer is, do we want that male headship to be good or evil? If we want it to be good, well, we have to look at Scripture for the model. Otherwise, you get that, you know, hyperbolic but also caricature patriarchy that's truly abusive and evil and just and just horrible, as opposed to a patriarchy that's very good and fruitful. Um, and so the other the other conclusion, this is the last thing that I want to point out, tie, trying to tie all this together. The hypocrisy, um, the fact that abortion is that wicked and also based on racism is that the institution of abortion and Planned Parenthood as a company, as an entity, is so desperate on weak men. It it is desperate that America be filled with weak men, evil men, cowardly men. Uh, men without a backbone, men who don't know righteousness, men who don't know their right hand from their left, men who are unable to discern. If the men in America were better men, then Planned Parenthood would have no feet to stand on. Full stop. Um, it would utterly crumble. It doesn't matter how many women would want an abortion. If the men in America were good, Planned Parenthood would dissolve almost overnight. Uh, and so this is a call to action for men. <laughs> If you're listening and you're a Christian, get your kids out of public schools, raise them right, love your family, love your wife, joyfully take up the responsibility of masculinity uh, because it's a high calling and it's a good one. Also, stuff like pornography, uh, adultery, garbage like that needs to stop because if you are looking at pornography and you're a Christian man, you are unqualified to hate porn or to hate abortion. The the abortion industry is so predicated upon you being too weak to stop looking at pornography. Just to use one example. That's all I got. Well, you weren't you weren't kidding. Bit last of a rant when yeah. you said you had some uh Yeah, man, that was good stuff. I know, I'm uh, sorry I just ranted for forever. No, it was good. And I hope that those listening to this uh 
uh, I hope that, you know, my, my big hope, um, first of all, our, our, our big hope for this podcast was not that just, that it was going to be something useful for our congregation, for folks that are a part of our church. Yeah. And then outside of that, other Christians, right? Wherever you might be. And then thirdly, outside of that, people who maybe either are not Christians or I don't know, you lukewarm, you're on the fence, whatever you want to call it. Sure. Uh, yeah, that's my big hope with a lot of this kind of stuff that we talk about, that it's going to hit them in a way that that only the truth can. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, so. And good on you, buddy. That wasn't... Uh, thanks, Pat. I don't know that I have... <laughs> I can't, like, really add anything on that, onto that. I mean, it's... You, you hit the nail on the head there. That's... Well, thanks, man. I think that you brought up a good point just now, though. In ter- uh, in terms of the lukewarm or yep. the yep the on the fence, if you look at what's happening at like Grace Life Church in Canada right now, yep. um, that wickedness where mm-hmm. they're really they really are being persecuted. Right, they're an underground church right now right. <laughs> in a Western country. Um, we need to understand that we're coming into a time in history where the Christian does not have the luxury of being lukewarm. Yep, or being on the fence. Um, you either have to believe this stuff to the bottom, whole hog, or you don't believe it. You like whole hog? I like whole hog. Yeah, <laughs> that's always good. No, that's I think good, too because that I mean that preserves the church, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, yeah, yep, that's right. I think um, I think too though there are a lot of um, and I don't I don't only want to talk from personal experience, but in this particular case, I will. Um, growing up in the Bible Belt. There are a lot of lukewarm Christians in the Bible Belt. There's a lot of faithful Christians in the Bible Belt, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's appropriately named. Um, but we've become numb to some of these happenings in our society. And as our society continues to progress, and that's progress in the negative sense, right? Not not a <laughs> not a positive type of progression. Progressive to um, wickedness. <laughs> It's got <laughs> it's got a real political flavor to it there. Progress, um, yeah, dude. We just become numb to it. It, 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 all the way down to what we're spending our time doing with our families. I mean, if you're watching a TV show or something with your kids and your wife, uh, that's fine. I don't think that's necessarily bad. But what is in the TV show that's being normalized? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I what, mean, how are you being catechized? Is it homosexuality that's being normalized in the in the in the nuclear family? Is it the teenage daughter getting an abortion and her mother driving her to the clinic and then driving her back home? Is it the idea that the nuclear family is really bad? Is it the idea that yeah. having a dad is bad or yeah. a mom? Yeah. 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 That family is bad. Right. That was another thing, dude, that I that I was thinking about touching on. I'll just speak to it. So real, real quick, quick though, yeah. I think that um I guess what I'm getting at is is we've reached a point in time in our history and our country's history and, and, and really Western civilization that we are not in danger, Christians are not in danger of, you know, losing our foothold on culture. We've already lost our foothold on culture. Yeah, none of this stuff would be happening. Um, of course, aided by God, none of this stuff would be happening if had had we maintained um, some sort of influence. And yeah, I think if you're sitting at home and, or you're listening to this and you're like, well, that's all true and good stuff, but you know, what can I do? It's it's happening, you know, abortion's happening, 
if you're of the mindset that just bad things happen, you know, well, bad things happen, you know. I don't know what statistics. I don't know what the statistic is. Like how many, how many minutes go by that somebody like dies in a car crash or, yeah, you know, know. somebody gets shot or something. Like if that's your attitude with your neighbor going down the road, uh, literally to murder their child, dude. Yeah, maybe an attitude. Get off the couch. Turn off the TV. And you need John Cena. (laughs) (laughs) You go for a walk and, and wake up a little bit. I mean, that's. That is wild to me. And I was in the same place. I was oh, in yeah, the same I place. Too. I was too. 100%. And I don't know that I even, like, being at the, the abortion mill, when when we go, when I've got the opportunity to go, I don't, I don't understand the gravity of even what's happening mm-hmm. behind those doors. Yeah. Which, I understand what's happening, but it really ought to keep me up at night. I shouldn't be able to sleep. Mm-hmm. And it's only by God's mercy that I am. Right. That I'm not an absolute wreck. I was going to say, I do think that's a mercy that yeah. that we aren't fully affected with the, maybe the way that we you know ought to be. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's what goes on there for everyone involved is yeah. destructive. It's, it's only destructive. Like you have a doctor who is, that's it. He's a specialist. Yeah. He's a, he specializes in pulling apart babies. Right. I can't even, I cannot comprehend that. Imagine. I can't comprehend that in light of having a baby girl. Yeah. I and can't. a lot of them have kids. Yeah. That's, that's there, there's such a disconnect between, I, I don't know, I don't know if it's self-centeredness or what, or, or if it's this idea. I think that the left is like the most egocentric mm-hmm. um just secularism today is like mm-hmm. the most e- egocentric thing mm-hmm. where a baby only has value if I give it value. Right. That that is that's so screwed up. Yeah. But it's easy to fall into. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at how we do that with so many other things. Yeah. Like well, I can't really think of any right now, but <laughs> that that is an idea that permeates just your personal really possessions, yeah, you know. Personal possessions or like we think inanimate of, objects. We think of anything that's not us. Yep. As currency, mm-hmm. like even you, mm-hmm. as a friend, mm-hmm. I would I would just look at you as some sort of currency, right? Not some, not a brother who's worthy of laying my life down for. Yep. You know, it, it truly they do not consider other people more significant than themselves, right? They think that they do. Yeah, I've dangerous. thought the same thing, uh, even about myself to a point. Like when I'm just driving down the road, you know, and we're all busy, we're all doing our stuff, whether it's for work, life. And there's so many people just driving all the time. Mm-hmm. Like we could go get on the road right now and there's there's never going to be anybody not driving. Yeah. <laughs> you will always, <laughs> somebody's always going somewhere. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when we're going somewhere or when I'm going somewhere, I, I'm thinking about what I got to do, what I'm, what I'm, what my mission is, right? What I'm, what I'm headed to go do. Um, and I am passing like hundreds and hundreds of people on the road. And, you know, occasionally I'll look over just, I don't know, naturally, like you look over at whoever and I don't, that's it. The thought doesn't go Mm -hmm. any further than that, but that's a dude or a gal who has a life and a family, presumably and a job and things that they care about. They have a soul. They have a soul. (laughs) And, but that's a very like Ecclesiastes thought when you're, you're right. Yeah. (laughs) Look out and you're like, yeah, yeah. Everyone's just doing things. Yeah. And, 
a lot of it doesn't really matter. Right. It's all vanity. And um, um, but that's a gift. No, it is. But it's just, I think, I guess maybe where my thought was there, uh, as it's catching up to my <laughs> my mouth, is that we're all just doing this stuff. We're all doing these. We're all just so busy. Mm. We're just filling our lives with busyness. Yeah. And it really has no eternal meaning. Like yeah. really, at the end of the day, what are we doing? I mean, like, I think whole... think about like think about that, and then think about cathedrals. Yeah, <laughs> that took like four hundred years to build. Yeah, generations. Yeah, like the first dudes were laying the foundation blocks, and they're like, Dude, I don't know what this thing's gonna look like. I hope it's great, but I'm gonna be long gone before this thing's done. And they and had now to... people go there to look at these yeah. m- miraculous creations, and they're like, this is beautiful. This is glorious. And those dudes that laid the foundation, they have no idea. And you know that the thought crossed their minds, those that first generation. Man, I really hope my kids keep going. I really hope they keep this. Yeah, up. I hope this is all for naught. And or, so it, or it, not all for naught. Right. You know? like, and so it means that you have to be invested in your kids. You have to be invested yeah. in your family. That's why, dude, that's actually a great segment. You have to take up your cross daily. I think yeah. that's that's definitely part of what that means. It's death by living. Yep. You, you've got to have an eternal mindset because if you're just looking at, you know, if you can't see past the tip of your nose, yeah, <laughs> that's a problem. Or if you can only see in your own belly button. <laughs> yeah, if you're just navel gazing. But well, I, I think, too, you got to be careful not to just dwell on tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Literally, sure. tomorrow or next week or whatever you want to say next year, those terms are a concept. They, t- they don't exist. Right. I mean, we made, we made them up. Right, but even and and the Lord says that tomorrow will worry for right. itself. Yep. But there's also a context in which in Proverbs you see that that's why these things in Scripture have to be approached with a full understanding of Scripture yep. and wisdom. Mm-hmm. That yes, I should not to be anxious doesn't mm-hmm. add a minute to my life. Right. In fact, it's idolatrous, mm-hmm. and and I should be accepting the peace of Christ. Yep. At the same time, we are given a mission and we're yep. given responsibilities, and we should care for those things and plan for those mm-hmm. things leave an but, inheritance for our children yeah there's a difference though between anxiously worrying about something mm-hmm. and disciplinely i don't know if that's a word <laughs> disciplinely planning for something right and working towards right. something yep um and we've lost the ability to draw that distinction we've the, we we have an anxious we live in an anxious society yeah there's a whole mean culture of being afraid of being left with your own thoughts yep where you don't want to have time to just sit and think. Right. Because you're so afraid of what you might think. Yeah. That I, I got news for you, that's not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Even I, I just had this thought. Maybe this is out of place. I don't know. Uh but even like movie trailers, man, if you think about it, that is such a weird thing. They are weird. They're kind of weird. I've never thought about that. Like they could come out six months before the movie hits the theater. And it's just building this anticipation. Yeah. And you're dwelling on it. Just this like 15 second clip or whatever. You should flush that. I that that. Oh my gosh. What is wrong with me today? Am I Dude, having a stroke? I, it happens. I think when you when you're nearing having a child, and then definitely when you have a child. Good luck because I've had to <laughs> I've had to relearn how to talk. Well, I stutter. Just flush that out. No, you should flush that idea out because I think that that could go. That could lead to a cool. Uh, maybe what even if it's just a metaphor for yeah. how our culture behaves. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, you should think about that more. Yeah. Because that could be cool. But the um and that leads nicely. The the last thing that I that I really wanted to say, um, and I'll just say it real quick, is that we, we have to reclaim the idea that the fundamental unit of society is the family. It's not the individual. The individual is actually unfit to be the fundamental unit of society because humans are inherently communal. Mm-hmm. And that means that the quanta of society has to be a community because otherwise it's not going to be a true representation of humanity. So I used to not think that way at all. I was like individuals is all that it is. Here's a good lit- limits test for that though. So I, I, I also used to think that in a way I really did. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know if I would have said that if somebody asked me, but I think just how I was conducting myself, living my life, I, I definitely thought that way. Mm-hmm. And if you think that the family is not the ultimate unit of society, the and rather the individual, um, I would encourage you maybe to look at uh, jail <laughs> and yeah. solitary confinement. There's a reason that solitary confinement is a horrible thing and nobody wants to go in the straitjacket in the padded room in this dark room where they're alone. Yeah. That is the worst possible thing that you could ever do to anybody. It's a, it's why Japan has a minister of loneliness now after these <laughs> yeah. COVID lockdowns. <laughs> it's why people, suicide rates skyrocketed last year. Right. It's why mental health problems skyrocketed last year. Because we aren't supposed to be alone. Yep. And if you insist on being alone, it's only going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, a lot, there's a lot of different avenues. Um, but What's basically, her, name? her first name is Margaret. Margaret Sanger, yeah, uh, it, an interesting history for sure to look into. But, um, it, uh, you know what though? I mean, good honor for stepping away from <laughs> eugenics when it when it started. Getting <laughs> when it was overtly racist, <laughs> I stepped away. Still a eugenicist. Uh, what? Well, uh, it's ridiculous. No, I mean, and we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be like gaslighting. Um, the founders of abortion in order to try and show how bad abortion is. That's right. not what I'm trying to do here. Yep. Of, yeah, Margaret Sanger was like really horrible. Yep. But even if it was mm-hmm. Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. okay, abortion's still mm-hmm. really bad. Um, that's not really the point of what I'm making because uh, our hope is not in people. And and that includes our principles are not based on people. <laughs> so the principle of abortion being bad is not based on Margaret Sanger. It's yeah. based on what God said. Yeah. And and that's an important distinction to make. But anyway, dude. As the kids in catechism, as we ask them, what is our only hope in life and death, Ben? <laughs> I'm trying to remember the song. We have the we have the little kids, so we teach them the song. Yeah. Um that we are not our own, but belong to God. You're welcome. Hey, there you go, guys. <laughs> tried to sing it like a kid. Some good truth. What is our only hope in life and death? That's how it goes. So I'm in the older kids catechism. <laughs> yeah. And one of them, I, I don't know, she's like 13, I think, or 14. She essentially asked, well, the age range is like 8 to 15. It's a big, Who is big it? range. I don't. I can't remember her name. Oh wow, that's bad, dude. I know. I've been having them go through their <laughs> names. We have so many kids in that. Class. But anyway, she she essentially asked me which was correct, 
credo baptism or pedo baptism ouch and i was like uh well and she was like because my dad said of course and then another kid's like well my dad said i'm like well who wants to play another game of hangman (laughs) (laughs) so yeah kids are great yeah dude i don't know i don't know what's right credo or pedo i yeah i know i still go back and forth i i just straight up told her like yeah it's thankfully not a gospel issue at yeah, the end of the yeah. day. Like, it, it is to be held a, a little bit looser. Right. Like, if I ever... One of those open-handed issues. It's exactly. not a... Yeah. And it's something that Christians should be uh, having, like, fun debates about. Yeah, and you know what's so cool, though, is that she's that young, and she's asking those kind of questions. And when I was, I was her age, young, I, was I was like... Who's Jesus? I was like, oh, inventing different ways to pick my nose. When I was her age? <laughs> <You> know, it, <laughs> I mean, like, I was like, dang, that's a... Wow. Can you imagine a great question. if you were 14 or 15 or whatever mm-hmm. and someone asked you, what is the atonement? <laughs> I would have been like, uh, I'd have been like, what? What does atonement mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'm so jealous of the kids in our church. I know. They, <laughs> so great. But see, that's what we're striving for, yeah, right? Yeah. We're the guys who were laying the foundation blocks and hoping yeah. that our kids continue. And, and the hope ought to be that, every generation after you does it so much better. Oh yeah, absolutely. That they actually forget you. I just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just forget about like he was fine. Like in five <laughs> generations, I hope that no one remembers yep. me. I hope that they're doing that good. Right. That no one remembers me. Amen. Um anyway, dude, you got some yeah, good, good news stuff. or what? Uh yep, I got some good news. It's pretty brief, so you're welcome. That's good. <laughs> Bright side folks. Uh this just made me giggle because it's so dumb. But it's I mean it's good news. Uh, all right, so this comes from Scunny. Sun, Scunny. See, we're having big problems. Oh, man. It comes from Sunny Skies. Good grief. That's Skies with a Z on the end. Oh, hardcore. Skies. Hardcore. Um, rescuers build giraffe <laughs> <laughs> to save giraffes from sinking island. <laughs> What, could they not just use a boat? <laughs> it's essentially like just a raft that they made for giraffes, but they named it a G-Raft. <laughs> that's really, really cool. That's uh, so dumb. Speaking of giraffes. Uh, they rescued nine giraffes, by the way, off this island. I guess it, it flooded. crazy. And they rescued them one by one. And the raft was, I mean, it was d- definitely like a homemade little raft. Dingy. Dingy, yep. Uh, it was what is it? It's so got it's got sixty like fifty five gallon barrels. Empty oh yeah, five gallon barrels that like make it probably fifty five gallon or fifty gallon. So yeah, five gallons rescued nine giraffes in the G raft. <laughs> Giraffe. It's so funny, man. That's way cool, actually. Yeah, it was in Kenya. Speaking so. of uh, giraffes and kids' catechism, you want to hear a fun fact about Josh Linscott's boy Tristan? Oh, yes. I thought you would never tell me about Tristan. <laughs> His favorite animal is the giraffe. Oh. Yep. And he's also really bad at coloring a giraffe. Giraffes are weird. You know that giraffe's color scheme is one of the coolest in the game. Isn't it? I mean, it's like camouflage, basically. That right? yellow. Yeah, but the yellow with the blocky brown. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. They're just a wild... What are... What a weird animal. They're so weird. 
It's like a horse mixed with a cow mixed with a long neck. Yeah, long neck <laughs> dinosaur. Apparently, they're pretty fast. Yeah, but uh, their little horn things are weird too. Yeah, I know they're like pseudo horns. They're like buzzy and. Have you ever seen them fight? Yeah, they fight with their necks. Yeah. <laughs> How inefficient can you possibly get? Not that I would ever like. I don't know. Maybe I would. Do you, Do you think would like people used to hunt giraffes? I mean, they still do. Obviously, poach them. But do they poach them? For what? Oh yeah. Do they have ivory in their little horn things? No, I just think it's for the the thrill of the hunt, the thrill of the. I don't think that's poaching. I think that's big game hunting. Oh. What is poaching though? Well, it's just poaching, illegal. Poaching is when you do it because they have primarily something. to gain some kind of resource. Yeah, like ivory. All right. Well. Anyways, do <laughs> do they eat the uh, like the neck meat? Think I don't about know, that. Dude, I bet it's pretty tough. I bet it is tough. I want some fatty. I but want it's that a thigh. it's a lot of it though. Yeah, that's true. It's it's like five thousand pounds of meat. That's Giraffes were so cool to like. They were the cool animal to feed at the zoo. I never fed a giraffe. You never did. Nope. You never did like the little quarter in the feed, and then they got like a handful of food. I mean, I did that, just not with the giraffe. Hmm. I did it with the. Uh, so they other... eat like a horse, kind of like their lips are like, like recoil, and their teeth are like yeah, a little bit. Um, would you ever ride stick a your giraffe tongue out if you got the opportunity? Would I ride a giraffe? Yeah, I've 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 decided a long time ago that if I ever lived in the in the in an African, I don't even know what the Serengeti. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would. Uh, yeah, that would be my animal of choice. I'd saddle up a giraffe. That would be. That would You'd be, see me in the distance on the horizon. That would be so cool with my safari hat, and the giraffe would be bucking up, and I would be, you know. Silhouetted. <laughs> it's the Black Rider. It's so dumb. Would I ride a giraffe? I I guess. I don't know. Yeah, if you had the chance. Did you ever ride an elephant? Like, did you ever go to the circus and ride an elephant? Absolutely not. What did <laughs> What did you miss all, out on? You missed out on everything. The only fun thing to do in Missouri as a kid was go to the zoo <laughs> and go to the circus. That's what it sounds like. Well, yeah. we got. We could either go. <laughs> we could either go slaughter the cows. Or we could go to the zoo or circus. Dad, we castrated the bulls, you know. Can we please go to the zoo? I can't believe you never did that. You really missed out. Did I? I just think, like, maybe this isn't the case. Maybe this isn't the norm, but I feel like a lot of kids have rode on elephants at the circus before. I think that not that many kids have ridden on it's, elephants. It's not that, like, incredible. And, they, man, they stink. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean. It's pretty cool, though. They're kind of stinky. I mean, it, would I mean, you ride an elephant? Yeah, I would, but not at the circus. No. That, that's dumb. I want to ride it in the wild. I also held, like, I don't even know what kind of snake this was. It was like a, I don't know. I don't know. It was a massive, massive yellow. Oh, it was a ball python? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I know my snakes, dude. It was super heavy, <laughs> no, and they, like, put it on my like shoulders around my neck and I thought that was the coolest thing. Got a Polaroid picture, took it nice. to school the next day and showed all my friends. Shake it like a Polaroid picture. And now that I think about that, I'm like, I mean, that was fine, I guess, but I don't, I wouldn't like make that my profile picture. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're a grown man and your profile pic is a snake, 
at the circus. At the not <laughs> not your pet snake. Uh, either one. <laughs> but it's at the circus. Yeah, I'm just gonna say either one. Upload the next picture. This is me riding an elephant. I'm 32. Did you? <laughs> they even let me wear the hat. <laughs> <laughs> this is me feeding the giraffe. The pilot said I could fly the plane. <laughs> <laughs> but really, you're just like a hijacker. <laughs> Like, imagine like a plain hijacker with a really good sense of humor. <laughs> We're like, taking selfies in the cockpit. Uh, uh, that's bad. That's yeah. I don't know how we got to this point, but anyways, uh, the point of the story was was that there was giraffes rescued from On a, a giraffe. raft. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. It was great. All right. Should uh, we, we should uh, probably take a break. Yeah, let's take a break. Welcome back. Need some landscaping done around your home or business to give it a mega pristine look? Need to chop down some pagan idolater's god tree to build them a church with the wood? Sounds like you need the Arbor Man. His name is Clint Hartman, but we call him the Arbor Man, and he can do all of that for you and more. Visit Clint's website at www.arborman.com. That's www.arborman.com to learn more. <laughs> welcome back, welcome back, welcome that was, back. That was a really sad welcome back. I'm sad. Yeah. You shouldn't be sad after knowing that somewhere in Kenya there's a giraffe. I'm I'm sad because because this episode's almost over. Yeah. Aw. Okay. Uh, so, Ben. Yep. <laughs> buddy, pal, what got you scooting? What got your boot scooting boogie on this mm. week? Mm. What got you? <laughs> I thought of a good one. Oh, you'll hear. I'll it. be ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> what uh? What tickled your lower back hairs? What gave uh, you some some good old goosey goose bumps? <laughs> what brought you some joy this so week? Stupid. <laughs> All right, wood shavings. Wood shavings. Wood shavings. Uh, because uh, Pastor Brian's wife. Brian Sov, his wife, Lexi Sov, <laughs> asked me if uh, I had a bunch of leftover wood shavings for when they get their chickens in mm-hmm. and they can use them. And I was just like, it feels cool, A, to have something to offer people <laughs> because I'm the wood guy now. Um, the woodworking guy, that's eh, still bad. I am the guy who builds tables (laughs) so i have a lot of wood shavings and i don't know it just felt cool to uh feel like i'm contributing to the community that we're trying to build that's that's literally it (laughs) no that's cool it made me happy i was like oh wow someone's reaching out as if i have something to offer (laughs) you know (laughs) little do they know i'm worthless (laughs) um and then i got to be like yeah oh i have I like I have more than they would ever want. Yeah. And so I can just be saving them up while they're <clears throat> waiting for their chickens and then yeah. give them something that they need. And it also helps me get rid of a bunch of wood shavings that I don't So need. is this uh, wood shavings from the, the planing? Yeah, planing, yeah. but also I will like the thickness planer mm-hmm. um, and also hand planing and mm-hmm. chiseling. And yeah. chiseling actually has a ton of shavings. Yeah. So that's nice. 
And I don't know, dude. I was like, wow, we really have a community where literally anything that you need, probably someone has it. Yeah. And they're just, and they don't, and they don't need it. And they're Mm -hmm. looking to get rid of it. Like wood shavings or, I don't know, a lot of other things. (laughs) (laughs) Were you sad to see your wood shavings go? No. No, I'm very grateful to see them go. Um, All they do is take up space and make everything dirty. How do you uh, store them? Like, what do you do? So the planer, the power planer has an attachment for a shop vac. Is the power planer just called Ben Garrett? <laughs> yeah, it's my right arm. <laughs> I call it the power planer. Sorry. That was <laughs> it has a hookup for the shop vac, so it just sucks all the, uh, okay, all the yeah, chips in, yep. which is great because mm-hmm. otherwise it's, I did it once without the shop vac, and mm-hmm. it was like the biggest mess <laughs> in the world. Yeah. And um, then also, if I chisel or hand plane or whatever, mm-hmm. I just sweep it all together and then mm-hmm. shop vac that up too. Yeah. So it's all in the little bucket. Okay. And then put them in a bag and save them. Like, did you have a substantial amount? I did. To- I, so I had actually just emptied my shop vac full of like big chips. Mm-hmm. And then the trash got taken away, like that morning got taken out. So mm-hmm. I I didn't have that much, but they don't need them till June. So that'll be plenty of time to, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to get a bunch more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, man. It, there's something really fulfilling about being in a community where you can reach out to people. Mm-hmm. And e- even if you know it takes a couple tries, you can pretty much count on whatever you need someone having yeah and so yep one less thing that you got to go to the store for or especially it's really great like really 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 great for those one-off deals that you're not going to be using said item all the time oh yeah and in this particular case with brian and lexi i mean they're going to be getting wood shavings quite often for their chickens but if it's like a tool or a a, you know i don't know you're going to clean your gutters out and for whatever reason you don't have like a ladder do you really need to go buy a ladder if that's all you're going to do yeah. with it? You know, like that's really great. It's the, you know, reclaiming that idea of uh, asking your neighbor for help, that, that communal living yeah. that's yeah. really communal. And um, it's, it kind of gave me an idea of something to do where what if I just saved all my wood shavings and like sold them to people, sell them for like $3 a bag. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not going to charge <laughs> just so you know, it's going to be, <laughs> but in the future, if, if someone needs some, yeah, I have a bunch. Sure. I mean, I paid for that wood, right. so may as well make some money off of it if yeah. I can. Yeah. No, that's great. That's it. That's great. It was great. It yeah. made me really happy. Yeah. How about you? What? The, you ready? The, I think so. What made you hotter than a hoochie coochie? <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> what uh, what made you realize what Jimmy Buffett would do? <laughs> <laughs> All of mine are going to be Alan Jackson songs from now on. <laughs> what made you as happy as when when Daddy Jean made you drive? <laughs> Uh, I'm sure everybody's really uncomfortable right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially the hoochie coochie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What What do you got? Come on, lay it on me. Are you done? I'm done. Okay. Um, 
newborn babies. Oh, Ooh. yeah. So I went over to the Distal's house, Braden and Emily. Yes. Uh, to check on their bees and uh, Ben Mac and Opal Mac's bees. Um, you know, because Braden and Emily just had a new baby. So they're yeah. not like getting out and doing that kind of stuff. So anyways, went in there and just said, hey, I'm here. Uh, I'm going to go check on the bees. And of course, their new baby, baby Grace, was uh, being held by one of the grandmas on the couch there. Um, and Emily looks at me and she's like, do you want to hold her? Oh. And I was like, uh, yes, I do. Uh, yes. So got to hold her. <laughs> and dude, uh, Cleo, my daughter, is 20. We just weighed her, I don't know, a couple weeks ago or whatever. She's 23 pounds. Um, she was like seven something when she was born. And baby Grace is like seven pounds. She's, yeah. I don't know. She was like seven, five, I think. Seven yeah. pounds, five ounces. Low sevens. Uh, so similar to Cleo. And man, like Cleo's only 10 months old, but I forgot how tiny those things are. Dude, she's so small. Oh, man. She's so small. She's like so sweet. Bright eyed, bushy tailed. Uh, <laughs> beautiful little baby. Yeah, I got man. The, I got to go over there and like take chairs and. Mm-hmm. the table from them mm-hmm. for house church and uh got to see her didn't get to hold her because everyone was right wanting to hold her right but man she's so cute yeah she's so little she's so it's small insane and i think too like that always blows my mind too every time i see a newborn baby it's like man you were she was in emily's belly like yeah not That's... that long ago <laughs> so crazy because we were all there uh uh we were all there when she gave birth <laughs> yeah, we were there. No, we were there like the the day before, like the yeah, night before. The night before. Yeah, it's just so wild. It, yeah, it's really weird. I was thinking yesterday. Imagine now that we're out of the womb, the level of anxiety we would have if we had to like go back in and then come back out. I've always thought that if I was a caterpillar, I would be so scared. What? I'd be so stressed, dude. <laughs> Knowing that there's this like. Re- <laughs> There's this reckoning coming where I have to get in a cocoon. And what if I can't get out? What if I build it too good? Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry that you live with that <laughs> that anxiety. I, uh, on a serious note, I had a dream last night that Allie had our baby. Mm-hmm. And I got to hold him. And I remember in my dream, this is so weird, but I remember in my dream, he was like, Fresh out the womb. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he was naked. Mm-hmm. It was He looked disgusting. <laughs> um, but I remember I could feel his little butt, his little yeah. baby butt, and uh-huh. thinking that it was just the cutest thing. Yeah. And it in my dream, it brought me, like, I was so happy yeah. that I had a little boy with a little butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, and I finally got to hold him. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be a special moment, dude. Mm. Your mother-in-law uh, posted a couple pictures of Allie on Facebook. Yeah, she really hates those pictures. <laughs> they were so funny. <laughs> they're pretty. They're pretty rough. The second one, I don't know. Were you guys like hiking or something? Yeah. So we had just gone for a hike, and I was lifting Allie's belly. Yeah. Up, you know. Yeah. Giving her the relief. Right. And the sunlight was in your guys' eyes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you you both look really uncomfortable. The first picture she took of Allie, when it, or maybe I took it, but Allie was really annoyed at the time, <laughs> and you can see it. She looks pissed. But when I saw those on Facebook, I was like, oh, 
Yeah. <laughs> she she can't like those. Like no. <laughs> she can't. She doesn't. Uh it was funny. Yeah, I saw those and, and was like, ouch. <laughs> She's not gonna be happy. Like that second one where you're holding her belly, you're just like the sun is straight up in your eyes. Yeah. So you're like real squinty, like <laughs> Ew, I look like camera. it's the first time I've ever seen. It's like you were the first time you were ever outside. Yeah. <laughs> And then Allie just looks, I mean, she looks relieved, but it's a pretty funny picture. Yeah, she, Anyways. oh man, so funny. She looks like she's passed out and I'm holding her up, <laughs> yeah. walking her to the car. It's like Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> oh uh, man. Good stuff. But yeah, newborns, they are something special. They are so beautiful. They are beautiful. Um, well, we should probably get into the final word. Let's do a quick break and then the final word. joy gutters that are clogged to the brim with leaves and dirt a nasty driveway that needs a good pressure washing and a sidewalk neck deep in that fresh utah powdered sugar guess what though everybody has these things sometimes luckily a man exists whose sole purpose it is to rid your home of these fell problems his name joseph howler of vdma maintenance visit his website at www.vdmamaintenance.com let Joseph decapitate this dragon for you. Okay, welcome back. The final word today comes from Deuteronomy 18, and it's verses 15 through 19. It says this, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your brothers. It is to him you shall listen. Just as you desired of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, or see this great fire any more, lest I die. And the Lord said to me, They are right in what they have spoken. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. And whoever will not listen to my words, that he shall speak in my name, I myself will require it of him. So guys, thank you for joining us today. It's been a long one. Thanks for hanging in there. It's been a doozy. It's been a doozer. So uh, thank you guys. Remember, crush serpents with a smile. <laughs> Are you waiting on me to say it? I don't know. Well, he's right. You should do that. You should do that. See you guys next time. See you.